You're listening to Investify, preaching financial independence and assisting investors to achieve a more flexible and free lifestyle through smart financial planning and real estate investing. If leaving the corporate world and jumping into this thriving industry is what you desire, tune in and listen to stories of like-minded individuals who made the leap to financial independence. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Invest to Friday. In this episode, if you can't tell by my voice, this is The Fire Guy. I'm going to come to you and just give you a little bit about what I'm thinking about the market these days. And this is the market as a whole. So I just had a good friend of mine. We had a debate yesterday. He's pretty gung-ho and pretty bent that the market is going to tank here in the next couple of years. I, however, do not think so. I think the market is going to continuously rise, potentially after a small correction, which we're already seeing. And I'm going to tell you my reasons why. And so number one, a big reason why people believe there's going to be another crash coming. One, I think is because everybody wants to be that cool guy that predicted 08 crisis. Everybody wants to be that dude in the big short. I forget his name, but you know what I'm talking about. The dude in the big short who predicted the housing crisis and made billions of dollars off of it. So I think actually there's some sentiment there. And I obviously can't agree with that. One of the big reasons why that happened was that lending standards were totally off the rail back in 2008. People getting loans, 125% loan to value. No, they were ninja loans, no income, no job, no assets, no problems. And so that's just simply not happening today. The, the, the lending standards are extremely strict and the government has put things in place. Fannie and Freddie have put things in place to make sure that there is not another 08 again from the lending perspective. And so the fundamental housing market is strong. There isn't anything broken that would cause such a big crash. And so I think that's a big thing that people maybe aren't remembering or aren't aren't thinking about. Number two is the reason why a lot of people think the housing is going to crash is simply because it has increased so much in the past five to seven years. Sure. But just because it has increased that much does not mean that it is going to crash like that. That's just not how things work. Past performance is not indicative of future results right? They all say that in the market and all the updates and when you're starting to invest. And a big reason why we've seen such a massive uptick in pricing was the low interest rates of 2019 and 2020 and 2021. It was because the government pumped in trillions and trillions of dollars into our economy, which of course is going to reduce the value of the dollar which obviously inflation is going to inflate the prices of the homes. Another reason why real estate is a great bet against inflation. And so there's no fundamental reason that I've heard, any sound reason that I've heard other than the experts are saying this, which is just, to me, is just trash because anything the media says, they're probably just trying to get clicks and steer you. So you really can't, you have to realize that the news media and the Fox News and the CNN or whatever you're listening to, they're paid to get clicks. They're paid by their advertisers. They're not paid to actually be right. And so you can't listen to them. You can't complain about the affordability in America and that it has to go down because people can't afford homes and wages aren't keeping up with it. The fact of the matter is people are still buying homes because they're selling at premiums and people are willing to buy them. And so what you're going to see, what I always look at is I'll go ahead and look at, we're in the Denver market, right? Primarily. And so when you look at the Denver market, the average person making a decent income is still able to afford a home. The thing is that when you go to bigger cities, think about San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, 
And most people are not able to afford a home anywhere near these cities because, in fact, it is so expensive. And so if you're living in a place where people are complaining about the affordability, I don't think it's going to go backwards because there was a time when people could afford a home in New York and San Francisco, but the city developed so fast and so much that now people can't afford one. You go to look at outside of this, outside of the U.S. and what's happening to their real estate. You think about London or Tokyo or Singapore or any of these really big developed cities you think it was quite expensive. Most people just simply don't buy. They rent there. And that's because prices have gotten so dang high. Rents have not kept up. And so that's why there's going to be a lot more renters here in, in America. And I think the next 20 or 30 years, as prices continue to increase, then there will be homeowners. The American dream, it's going to change, right? And so what's going to happen here in the next couple of months is pretty interesting. I don't know, really, right? I really don't know what's going to happen, but this is just what I feel and what I think is going to happen based on a lot of experts that I've talked to that are actually in the industry and not just these pundits online that are just trying to get clicks. One big thing, as we know, the government is trying to hedge inflation by increasing the interest rates. That is a fundamental thing. That's what they always do to spur the economy. When the economy is down, they want to lower interest rates to, to encourage people to spend more money, to borrow money, to spend more. And of course, when inflation is through the roof, they're going to increase interest rates to, to help the spending decline and help out inflation. And so right now, inflationary times, interest rates are artificially high. They're trying to do something with these interest rates that's not at a normal balance time. And as you guys know, I'm sure if you're at all listening to real estate, what everyone is saying is that whenever these interest rates drop, people are going to be flooding the market and going to be increasing the prices even more. I don't see how that does not happen because people don't really care about the interest rate and they don't really care about the price of the home. They care about their monthly payment. And just so happens the monthly payment is a combination of the price of the home and the interest rate. And so typically those work with inverse of each other. As interest rates go down, prices go up. And as interest rates go up, prices come down. And so there has been a bit of a correction already. We've already seen about a 10 to 15% correction in the Denver market. And it's not as drastic as like doubling your monthly payment like these interest rates are doing, but still absolutely there has been a correction. And so I will continue to think that this correction might continue to happen as the interest rates increase. But there's a big thing happening next year that for some reason, not a whole lot of people are talking about. And that is the presidential election. And so what's going to happen in years of a presidential election is people are going to vote based on what's happening right now. Let's be real. No one cares about what Biden did in 2021. People won't even remember that. Most people. And so how are the people feeling right now when they're going to the voting booths? They're going to want to feel like they can buy a home at a reasonable cost. So I personally think that as long as the economy is doing decent, the Democratic Party, Biden administration right now is going to do everything they can to lower the rates and make housing more affordable for people so he can continue to get back in office. We don't know how the election is going to go, right? So let's say the Democratic Party gets in. I would say that rates might pop back up or, or if Biden does get reelected. Now, let's think about the other way. Now, let's say Biden does not get reelected and someone else, maybe it's Trump, maybe it's Robert F. Kennedy, maybe it's somebody else uh, that gets in. These people are obviously Republicans tend to be a little bit more capitalistic. They tend to believe a little bit more in business and businesses really like to have lower interest rates. So I think if you see the Republican Party get in, you're going to see a continued drop in interest rates. 
because that's going to directly affect them. And either way, I don't see the, this high interest rate environment lasting much longer than the next six to 12 months. And so I do think that whenever these rates do drop and people are really starting to think about who to vote for, that is when these prices are going to pop. So I wouldn't doubt if it's before next spring. So if you're listening to this, right, when it's first coming out here in the fall of 2023, just make sure that you are buying somewhat, I'd say at least in the fall or winter of this year, spring tends to be just in this industry when the bump happens, more and more buyers are going to be coming to the market in the spring because that's when people like to move. That's when school is out, et cetera. So a lot of you listening, maybe you don't have kids yet. Maybe you don't, the, the season doesn't matter. I would highly recommend trying to get something here in you know November, December, January, February, March for that reason. And so at the end of the day, I don't know what the market's going to do. Anyone that tells you that they do know what the market's going to do is, again, I think it's just full of crap. But I think just based on the fundamentals of the market, supply and demand, there, there's a lot less supply and a lot less demand right now. But People I don't know that are going to want to be selling their homes who have a two or 3% interest rate. I don't think they're going to want to be selling their homes even in the next two or three years. And there's going to be more and more people that are going to want to buy, which are going to continue to pop the rates up. The main reason why people aren't wanting to sell is because they can't get anything better. Let's just say the, the house that I bought in 2021, I bought it for $585,000 and there's a $3,000 monthly payment on it. That same house today would be over $4,000 monthly payment. People who have that would not be able to afford moving to somewhere else or they would have to downgrade. No one wants to downgrade. And so uh, I just gonna see, think that you're gonna see a lot less people selling. You're going to see more and more people buying because when the interest rates do drop, they're going to drop probably not lower than what they were in 2021 and 2022. So we've created this artificial thing where sellers wanna hold on to their properties and they don't want to go ahead and, and sell them because Again, they, they, what they're exchanging for is not better. So yeah, end of the story, right? We are real estate investors. If you're listening to this podcast, you want to be a real estate investor and, or you are a real estate investor. So you have to look at it from the investment perspective and it's the buy and hold, right? We know that real estate, while it is cyclical, not as cyclical as the stock market, it is cyclical. It will continue to overall rise over time as long as the fundamentals of the economy are good and stays the same. And so even people that bought in 2008 at the height before the crash are still much better than they were if they never bought anything in 2008 and they waited until 2022 to buy something. So that being said, look at your properties, run the numbers. Right now, there's a lot of things out there that you can do to hedge the interest rates. You can do the 2-1 buy downs or the 3-2-1 buy downs where you can basically pay a little bit more closing costs and you can have the seller pay for those closing costs. And by having the seller pay for those closing costs, you're able to get two percentage points off your mortgage in year one, one percentage off your mortgage points in year two. And then hopefully by the end of year two, start of year three, you would be able to refinance in the meantime to at a lower rate. I do believe that the Fed is going to lower rates in the next 24 months. So you will still absolutely come out ahead if that's exactly what you want to do. So let me know your thoughts, guys. This is my little soliloquy on where I think the market's going to go. Again, I could totally be wrong, but it'll be fun to look back on this episode and just see what makes sense and what doesn't. And yeah, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at the Fi guy if you think I'm totally full of crap or if you agree with me. But either way, I would love to have some conversations on this. 
So yeah, if you don't already, give me a follow on Instagram, check out thefiteam.com. We've got a group of investor-friendly agents all around the country uh, that can help you find your next rental property. So thanks so much, guys. We'll talk soon. That's it for this episode of Investify. We hope that these nuggets of real estate wisdom lead to more savvy financial planning and a clearer path towards financial freedom. For more content like this, subscribe to the show at investify.com. Don't forget to leave a rating and share it with your friends. Together, we can transform more real estate newbies into successful and clever investors. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next one.